Hey guys, welcome to a new episode. I am here to say Thanksgiving sucks since it's the day before. Uh, I am going to see my sister and probably her boyfriend just to like go out to a place tomorrow and eat for a few hours and then be able to go back home and relax for the rest of the break, which will be nice. I I might go see the new Black Panther movie. I want to see the new Black Panther movie in theaters so I can cry. Um, I'll see if I feel like going this weekend or if I put that off um, until the weekend after. But I wanted to talk about um, internal family system stuff is really interesting or parts work that I've been doing lately. And I feel like a lot of the things that I'm figuring out are likely things that people who come from families with like good parents or parents that are like, you know, like securely attached and not and not falling into abusive patterns likely figured out like a really long time ago in life that I'm figuring out now at the age of 37, almost 38, (laughs) because um, my parents were in no way securely attached to anything at all. Uh, It's, it's definitely something that happens with when you, um, when there's, I feel like trauma, being a trauma survivor, especially when it's like complex trauma from your childhood, is that you're like an adult and a kid at the same time. And like always like when you're a kid you're you're way more adult than you should be and then when we're an adult there's this part of us that's still very childlike and it's kind of like learning how to do things that most people already know how and you're like and half of life is just like trying to figure out how to do something without the wrong people finding out that you don't know like how to do this because no one's ever told you or, um, yeah, that basically that whole process. And so like some of the stuff with, um, parts work is like trying to do things to make myself feel more ready. If like we started processing trauma things and it didn't, and like, I became like really depressed again because, um, I think I talk about this in the last episode, but there's a part of me that is like the suicidal part of me is what I call it. Um, and it's the part of me that like wants to do trauma reprocessing because there are parts of me that are like a little bit more nervous about that. Um, that part wants to do it. It's just afraid of like getting really depressed and struggling a lot because, uh, like I've mentioned many times before, um, I think, maybe honestly the whole process of at least how I did it was realizing as it was happening that the friends that I had that I had been there for many times before for years for some of them but people that I had been there for and was actively trying to help them in the moment were not like doing the same thing um, for me. And it was really hard to kind of very, very harshly realize that because like, I think about the stuff that I was going through in 2018 and 2019 and how much everything was a huge struggle. Like I was, money was absolutely terrifying that entire time. Like I, I, I know I've mentioned this many times, but like for an example, like in like November, or like early December of like 2018, I think my internet got like turned off in my apartment because I hadn't paid the bill in enough time where they just like shut it off. And I was unemployed then. And even after I got my job a couple months later, I still had like, I was so far behind on bills that I couldn't afford to have internet at home um, for like months. Like I think like, I can't remember exactly when it got turned back on when I at my house because that year was, like, such a blur. But I remember, like, sometime in, like, the fall, like, I think around the time that I, um, that I, like, went to my treatment program in 2019 was my sister, like, paid to, paid, like, the first month to have it turned on. 
but that was like it so it was basically off from like December to like September or something like that I remember it was a really long time I remember that like I went to the Star Wars celebration the fan convention at like the end of April in that year and I was really excited when I was at that convention and like a month later I went to the anime convention that I used to always go to with my friends and I remember at those two one of the most exciting things about me going was the fact that there was wi-fi in the hotel and the conventions when we were there and so I was like really excited about being able to use like the wi-fi for the whole weekend instead of just using like the data on my phone because it everything charges or like you know downloads much faster when you have when you have that stuff so um if that gives you an idea of how fucked my my money was it was really hard back then like seeing that like all the people around me that I would do anything to help saw that I was struggling this hard with money and I was struggling super duper hard with like taking care of my apartment and just taking care of myself. And it was really hard that none of them like came to help me. And it was also just, yeah, it was just weird. Like I remember that like one of my friends back then, the one friend that would come by and like pick me up and we would go like run errands together. There were times when I would like drive out to her house because she was upset about something and I would drive out to her house and help her like clean her apartment. And for like the day, I would like help, like organize stuff, pick stuff up. We would like go to like the, we would go get dinner um, and like watch a movie. Like I was, I was fine with helping her. Like there were many times during that when we were friends that I would drive out to her house, which was like a 35, 40 minute drive from where I live um, because she was like, texting me about how she was really upset and like crying about something or other that day and um and I would always drive out just to see her to make sure that she was okay um that's part of why that friend I like kind of that friend like said like maybe we should stop being friends because I feel like she always talked when we were the whole time we were friends she always talked about us being friends as if it was one day going to end so it was like one of those like self-fulfilling prophecies that when things started to fall apart with the other friends we had together she basically said like I don't think we should be we should talk because I need to work on my own shit and I was just kind of like okay and but like like that kind of stuff had been happening and I had like you know whenever she would try to get like want like attention I would immediately go like help her and it was really hard to not get, like, that response back. That, like, when I would clearly be needing help, uh, she wouldn't, like, and nobody else would either. And it was just very, that whole thing was very hard to realize, like, that the that I thought the friends that I had would be there to help me. And none of them were. And it was really hard to realize that when I needed the help because it meant that I had nobody to help me get myself out of that situation and I had to figure all of it out on my own and that is like an incredibly harsh process and so part of like the fear of processing like going super hard into EMDR is being scared that I'll get like really depressed like that again and because I don't want to live like that again I don't want to ever feel like that again and so um now I'm like trying to my therapist and I are like coming up with things to try to almost put things in place so that if I do get like really sad and really depressed again there are things that I can go to to help me instead of not having anything and like I will say that when it comes to like life things I am in a much better place now, like, with capitalism, I guess is the best way to put it, of, like, having access to the things that I need. Like, back then, um, in, like, 2019, I didn't start working at the job that I still work at now until the end of February. I didn't get paid until I was working there for, like, two weeks or three weeks. Um, and I was just living on, like, unemployment and, like, DoorDash delivery driving, and it was, like, and it was honestly 
that entire year, money was just, like, terrifying. And it was terrifying in 2020, too. But especially in 2019, um, I didn't... All I'm trying to say is that, like, during that time, I was, like, super behind on, like, all of my just normal bills except for rent. Rent was, like, the one thing that I paid for all the time because I obviously needed to. But everything else was, like, super behind. And it was, like, so ridiculously behind that it's, like, I have no choice. I cannot pay. I physically cannot pay this. No matter how many times you call me, I'm still not going to be able to pay it. There's, like, this weird calmness when that happens to you. Um and it was a big struggle for a long time for me to just consistently have enough money to like just like feed myself and my cats on a regular basis and not have to be scared about or like choosing one or the other choosing like you know going out and like buying food or like ordering out food whichever one or paying like a my electric bill or paying like my um, my cell phone bill, my internet bill, whatever. And it's not like that now, which is, which makes the whole capitalism thing a lot easier that I still have to be like, money isn't like amazing. I still have to be, I'm still careful with it, but I can buy like ex a little bits of extra things. Like I bought a bunch of Christmas presents for people already. Um, and I can buy like you know, things that don't cost that much money, but are a little bit extra and still afford it, which means like as much as I would like it not to not be true, like you need money to kind of do these things for yourself. And that was like the hardest thing back then is that I didn't have any money and I was friends with people who had money. And I know that that's like one of those things of like involving friendship and money situations is always like a bit weird but when two of my best friends at the time had like thousands of dollars in a savings account and saw me actively barely having enough money in order to just like feed myself like where I was like going to the dollar store to buy food and was like strategically planning like foods to buy because they would fill me up as opposed to things I even really like even like to eat or like choosing to like eat instead of being able to like pay my bills like things like that it was very hard knowing that they I I just that's like one of those things where if the situation is ever reversed I can't do that like that's one of the things that I like about how money isn't as terrifying for me now that when I see like you know, somebody is like, GoFundMe come or like a mutual aid request come across like on social media that is like a homeless person that says, I don't have enough money. Or like sometimes it's just a young person that's in their early 20s that I follow that says that they need, they don't have any money in to go get like snacks or something. And I'll go, you know, Venmo them like 10 or $20. Like you should never, um, because I can do that now. And I know how horrible it feels to live like that. And I can do that now. And it's really nice to do. So it's like, I just don't understand how those people could watch me go through that for all that time and not like, want to step in and do something even just one time about it to help. Because I just, I know for sure that if the situation was reversed, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I want to help and I just can't sit there and watch people struggle like that without wanting to do something even if it's like even if I did it like too much like I too much was like the mom friend in the past um it's still like that made it clear like a kind of thing of like we aren't as emotionally like available or able to talk as I thought we could and so the stuff that we're doing I'm doing now with my therapist is um the this week she gave me homework which I haven't had therapy homework in a while but she gave me homework to like look at to write down a list of things that would make that would help me feel better if I was really depressed for the, all the different like parts of me like we when you do internal family systems work you're basically working with the different like sides of you like your inner child 
the part of you that like believes in the good in people, the part of you that hates everyone, like that, like, um, that sort of thing. And you, we like went through and named each part. And so that process will probably take a bit for me to figure out because each part wants different things. Um, but it is a really good thing to figure out now so that when I'm in that place, I have that ready to go when I don't have like the, um, like the patience or just like energy to figure that out in that moment. And, um, the other thing that we're doing is figuring out like food. So one of the things I told my therapist that I struggle with when it comes to like money is that like ordering out food is a good thing for me when I just don't have the energy to like cook or even like just get up and like make something microwavable and I just don't want to there are some days where I just go out there and I just stare at it and I just can't do it at all and so um ordering out food is a good backup for that but that like is expensive obviously and so she's like well what if you try doing like freezer meals or something like that where you have things in the freezer already made and then you just like you pre-cook them and then you just put them in the freezer and then they're just like ready and they're waiting for you to make. And all you have to do is like and all I would have to do is take it out and like warm it up in like the oven or the microwave or something. And then it would be done like I, I wouldn't need to put in any actual effort to do to make it in the moment. And so. The thing with that is then I have to like get the things that I need in order to make anything. Like there are entire like TikTok accounts, Instagram accounts, YouTube channels that are dedicated purely to like meal prepping. They're usually geared towards like kids, but I feel like a lot of foods that I like would be like things that kids would eat because of being autistic and all that. Um, and I know that there are some out there that are geared towards like food that is very simple for people to make that have ADHD and autism and, and all that, because one of the most annoying things in the entire fucking world, usually when I find channels like that, or like accounts like that is they'll be like, this is a really simple, easy five step, like, or like five minute recipe. And then you'll get to the recipe and they'll like list off like 20 different ingredients. And it's like, oh my God, I am never, never in my life. Am I ever going to like, first off, have the money to buy all of these ingredients beforehand, even if I want them all, because usually in the, in recipes like that, a lot of the ingredients are spices. I love spices and sauces, but I'm just, I'm just not gonna be able to go out and buy like 10 different kinds of spices, even if, though they're cheaper, that will, that's, that will like be a bunch of money before you even buy the things that all the spices are going to be spicing <laughs> and like, you know, seasoning. Um, and so, and I'm like, that is already too, like just looking at the list of the ingredients, I'm just like, no. So, um, it's, I'll, it's hard to sometimes find accounts that actually do that. Like, like actually make easy, you know, things that I would, you know, make that have like simple ingredients that don't take that much time that aren't like overly complicated or anything like that. And so with me and like cooking, I used to cook a lot. Like cooking is one of the, um, one of the many skills that I lost before. Um, I honestly feel like for me, uh, it was like complex PTSD and all of that on top of autistic burnout like autistic burnout is very similar to when you have honestly PTSD, but it is a little bit different, but it's a very similar feeling where you just are like tired all the time and you lose like a, a lot, a lot of skills that you used to have. And it takes a while for them to come back and you kind of have to do it a little bit at a time before you feel like you have it all together or are able to add things back. Um, but yeah, like I used to cook ne nothing like super duper complicated. It was I've but like I used to like that. I used to like go um, even like even for some of 2019, like that stopped after a couple months in. But I used to like but especially before I went to therapy or when I first started, it was part of my routine that I would come home from work every day. 
I would right away, like, I would feed my cats, and then right away, I would, like, go into, like, the freezer and the fridge and stuff, take out a couple things, and, like, just make whatever I had left. Uh, it only ever took, like, 15, 20 minutes for me to make whatever I was making for dinner, but I would make it. Like, it was usually, like, simple things like turkey burgers from, or, like, Boca burgers or whatever for our things like that with, like, um, with, like, broccoli and on the side that I would, like, try to, like, almost burn because I like it when it's like that. And, um, and, like, eggs. I always really liked eggs. And I would just cook all of them all in the same pan, basically, and then, and they would be done after, like, 15 minutes. And then that would be, like, my dinner. And it was an actual, like, well-balanced, you know, dinner. Um, but, and, or I would make, like, like, uh, or I get like potatoes and make like my own like fries in, um, the air fryer, which is one of the best things in the entire world. I've always wanted to do that because those were really good. And like the food that I made at home or like, just like mac and cheese and stuff, like nothing like overly complicated. Like I said, um, it was always like simple things that would only take a few minutes for me to do. Um, but I used to do that and but like I I got rid of all of this stuff basically from my kitchen um because I just like lost all of that and I couldn't do it anymore and not being able to do the dishes was super shame inducing for me so I just got rid of basically all of my kitchen stuff. And so one thing that's nice is that the friend that I have that is um that I work part-time with doing like digital marketing stuff, she is um she's <laughs> She's very Taurus. She's like a Taurus, I believe she's Taurus sun and a Taurus rising. And she's like very stereotypical Taurus where like she has like a bunch of plants all around her house and she loves cooking. And so she bought me like a cast iron skillet a couple months ago that was really nice because I, I was able to like cook some things in it again for the first time in like a really long time. And, um, and so when I, we had like our meeting this week, I asked her over the weekend, like, you know, do you know of any like autism friendly, like freeze, like, um, meal prepping freezer meal kind of channels, because I know that she loves cooking and that she, some of the, her stuff on TikTok will, she'll see like cooking or recipe videos. And so then she was asking me, like, what kind of safe foods do you have? Like, I am such a stereotypical autistic. I love buttered noodles. Like, I used to, um, I go through phases where I get, like, the noodles and company, like, buttered noodles, like, for every time I, like, want to order out food because I love those. And it's, like, such a simple recipe. It's really just, like, the noodles with butter <laughs> and, um, like, Parmesan cheese and, and like parsley, I think, and that's it. Um, but I don't like, I don't even have like a, I don't have like a pan or a, yeah, I forget what they're called. A pot, that's it. I don't have a pot to like make that in because like the, like this cast iron skillet isn't deep enough for me to make, to like boil water for pasta. And I don't have like, the main thing that has stopped me, honestly, because I could just, I don't, I eat like smaller portions a lot of the time and then come back and eat like, them later so like the main thing that's stopping me with that is that I don't have like a strainer to like you know where you strain all the water out um and so during this call um my friend like just went through kind of a list of and she like basically said like when you eat it's a good idea to try to have like a little bit of bread a little bit like some uh some carbs some veggies um and some fats and and then and like listed off like examples she like linked she found like things on Amazon for me to buy like a a pot and things like that so that I can and then made another list of things that I can get from just like the dollar store by me like that is stuff that I would need to cook that and if I cooked like a bunch of that and then like put it and and one of the things she linked me to was like those like Tupperware, like containers that all like the dude bros at the gyms use, but I would use, I used to have those. Um, I used to use those all the time to like make food for like lunch to bring for work or like when I would 
cook like a big thing and like portion it out in those and just like warm those up throughout the week so I didn't have to cook every day um and so the idea is to like if I cook like a big thing of like butter noodles for example put those in those containers and then have that for like the rest of the week or so and then whenever I want it I can just like take it out and like warm it up I can add like whatever um like protein or whatever stuff to it one actually this is one thing I wanted to share one thing that she brought up that I didn't know is that like if you buy because I told her one of the things that's hard is like when I buying like boneless chicken breast for instance from the store I like like boneless chicken especially if you like if I like cooked it on like a pan like pan fried it or um put it in like the air fryer I like chicken like that with like spices obviously but still like I like that um I would eat that and or like shred it up for like the buttered chicken or or buttered noodles or whatever um and I was like, but I don't buy it because it always comes in like big portion sizes and they, they're never enough, like just for just me, just one person. And she's like, oh yeah, get Sam, she said, get sandwich bags and then put like each individual thing or like a portion of it in the sandwich bags and then put those bags in the freezer and then you can just take them out whenever you want to make them. And I was like, dude, that's such a good idea. Like, I didn't, for some reason, that didn't occur to me before she said it. But that's such a good way to do it. Um, so, yeah, that that phone call was, like, very, was very good. It made me feel, like, really good because I have a plan in place of, like, things to do. Like, I'm going to look up the stuff that she linked to me on Amazon this weekend and see if it's on, like, a Black Friday or whatever sale and see if I can get it or wait until for a couple more days or whatever um but yeah it's just it's and it's also like not complicated like the stuff that she had me had me get stuff to make is basically just like different kinds of pasta like I bought like some pasta from the store alfredo sauce Velveeta mac and cheese because I Velveeta mac and cheese was like fancy when I was a kid like that was like a treat so I've I love that stuff and would love to eat it again I just need to get like a strainer um and so the stuff that she recommended me get is like things that would be very easy for me to make and wouldn't take very long. Um, and is like very autistic friendly because she's also, she's also autistic, this friend. So that was very nice, but it's, it's very much, like I said before, it's very much something that I feel like a lot of people already know, like already know what you're supposed to eat or like what you're supposed to eat, like um, nutrition wise in meals, but I just never really learned or like I did kind of know a couple years ago, but I just totally forgot about what it really like, what that really means. And so, um, it was nice to like, it's nice to find people like that, that can sit there and like explain these things to you without like any judgment or anything and know exactly how you feel about why you're struggling with this and just giving you like support like she even said that she would like we could like do we could be on like zoom or whatever and she would she could zoom me when she's like cooking so that I could see her cook because she knows one of the things with autistic things is that it's always usually easier for us to understand things if we can like watch somebody do it as opposed to somebody just saying out loud instructions so yeah that was really, that was really nice. And so that's one thing that I'm doing. I have to make like the list of things for my therapist of parts, what my different parts will need to feel like to get what they need when I'm feeling, if I get like really depressed. And I know already that like having those things in place will make me feel like things are a lot more manageable um, because it is terrifying, like not having like a support system or like a backup. And it is like, that's, that's the thing that's scary about it all is that like, and I think I was explaining like this stuff to my therapist this week and it made me just realize that like part of how this all happened too is that like, because I was at like the bottom of the bottom in 2019, like the most depressed I've ever been. And I didn't even know why I was still alive. Uh, the way that I got out of that was going to like my inpatient program and 
I, so like when I was in that program, that was really hard. Like I definitely, it was definitely like ups and downs, but when I left it, I was in a much better place and I could like see that I was like changing in a positive way and like not struggling as much with just wanting to be alive. Like by the last couple months that I was there, I like was putting the blame on my parents instead of on myself. I was like wanting to have a future and like trying to imagine what that would be, even though I had no idea what that would be. Um, and for the first time, I was able to say that my dad raped me. I like couldn't say the word rape before when I started there. And so, and like when I left and I started talking to people that I had been ignoring basically ever since I went in there, um, they could, they were all commenting about how I seemed much different in a good way. But because the improvement all happened when I was in like this bigger program, um, I like didn't. I, like, had this, like, big system thing kind of around me. Like, I went to that, I had to show up to that program every day when I was there. And if I, and there were many, many days when I didn't want to show up, but I knew that if I didn't, that the people that I cared about that were, like, my friends in that program would get worried about me if I didn't come. And that the therapist that I was, the part, the confidentiality in a program like that is really high. So they can't tell anybody like why they're not there. And so I knew that they would get really worried about me if I didn't come in. And also the program had a rule that if you didn't show up for like two days in a row, they would call you after like a day. If you don't show up one day, they call you. And if they don't hear from you after two days, they will call, they will call the police on you. And because they need, like, I know that's like extreme and like, fuck the police, but, and it like the police shouldn't be the people we're calling when you think you have like a major mental health crisis. But when you're in a program like that, um, they kind of have to do that just to be sure that you are like alive still because of how intense that stuff is. And so me knowing that meant that I like, I didn't want, I didn't want the people there to worry about me. I didn't want my therapist to worry about me. And I knew that they would notice if I wasn't there and they would be like calling me to find out what was going on. And so the, where I lived at the time, it was only a five minute drive, which was also very helpful for me because like I, and I could just, I would just go in like my pajamas most days. And, but like, that was something that like I had a consistent thing like I had to show up to that thing Monday through Friday during this by this time every day and I knew the consequences of what would happen if I didn't and like with my life right now like I have to show up to work but like work is like very it's like I work from home I don't I've never met any of the people that I work with and so it feels more impersonal like with um it's not like a consistent thing where people would notice as much if I was gone. Like there was one day, a couple weeks, like a month or so ago that I like called in sick for the day. Um, when I like couldn't get to sleep one night and my, and my, and I, I like came in the next day and my like manager, that's the person I work with the most did not message me to ask me where I was until it was like four hours into work. And so like the fact that it took her that long to realize that I had done like zero work the entire day and because my head manager hadn't like uh, told her that I was uh, that I was that I called in for the day it like that's just like that. Yeah, it's just like it's not as like if I came into a job where I worked in an office, they would notice that I was physically not there or like if I worked at a job where like the work that I do affects other people's work, which this job doesn't, we all just do our individual work and just keep going, then people would notice more if I wasn't there, but they but it doesn't. So it just makes it not it just makes it like a precarious thing. I, if I was like in that super depressed place again, um and so like and I don't see anybody besides my therapist but besides her like she's the only like kind of appointment that I have every week besides work that where like people would notice if I wasn't there and they would ask me what was going on if I didn't show up and that's like it's hard for me like that's a big reason of why I've always I want to make new friends but I'm also terrified to do it because I know that it's a scary thing for me to have like no support system like 
granted the support system I had the last time wasn't very supportive, but they, there was at least like at least one person that would, you know, come and show up and try to talk to me and, or see me. And we like kind of made meeting up like part of our like weekly routine, but to have like nobody like that I never I don't have like people that I see on a regular basis at all like I see my sister like once every like four months or something and that's pretty much and that's pretty much it um and that's not enough and so it's just it's scary just to imagine how I think the the thing that I was telling my therapist is that like because I had this treatment program to help me get out of it last time I am afraid of how hard it would be to do that with like not having any support system. Like I still don't by myself when I'm not in like a program that like makes you fill out a form every day about like where your mood is and, and are very much like keeping you in check to make sure that things aren't getting like too, too bad when it comes to like the depression and, and like all that, that you're feeling. Um, and so like making up this list make trying to make sure that I have like a bunch of food ready to go in my house to make that won't make take like much effort and all that sort of stuff um is going to be things that will like make me feel like not as scared to like do that because it means that I have like a plan I have something set up so it's not just me like just figuring things out on the fly like it was last time um And then the other stuff that I felt like I've been figuring out is that I talked to my therapist about me being confused about like how to express like my more feminine side or like my artistic side. And I told her how I figured out that it's like an autistic thing of me wanting to like share this stuff that makes me feel so happy, but then also knowing from like my own personal experience and from, I'm assuming the shitty things my dad would say to me even though I don't remember all of that stuff that I like know that people misconstrue why I'm sharing things and so or why I'm doing those these things and so it's a it's scary for me because I love doing artistic things and enough people have told me that they really like the the art like the paintings the abstract sort of paintings that I make So I feel like I'm pretty good at it, but, and like most people have so many people like have said to me that I should do something that's more creative. Um, and I want to, but it's just, I can't get over that feeling of it's the whole thing of like losing control. Like, and I've, and I can accept it with everything else in my life. Like I know that people on the internet are going to see videos that I make or person listening to this podcast is going to feel a way about me and there's nothing that I can do to control how you feel about me it's like once you put it out there in the world the interpretation is like bigger than you you can't control it anymore but I get so scared about sharing like the artistic side of me because it's such like a vulnerable personal side of myself and that side has been hurt so much then I and I don't want it to be ever hurt ever again that I like I just get scared when I when I put myself out there even if nobody says anything mean to me um because I just get scared that of what of what they're thinking that they're not telling me or what they are really thinking about me because and I know that most of those thoughts are from things that my um, my family has said to me through the years, but it's, it's one of those things, like, it's hard to do that, and so, um, one thing that my therapist said during session was, like, you could just turn off comments, and I was, like, yeah, that's true, and I, but I did tell her that, like, I feel like it's just something that I have to almost, um, put myself out there and just try to handle doing it, and, um, And, like, turning off comments when I post that stuff is one way where I can feel like I have some control over it. And that's true. Like, I've done that with other other videos that I've made. I've just turned off comments um, when I posted or after a while because I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Even if hardly anyone has said anything, if it makes me feel better, I'm going to do it. Um, But one thing that I realized after therapy was over is that, like, that I feel like it's something that people learn when they're a lot younger is that 
one way to like get confidence is to share things with people that like that you know that you'll be that that side of you will be safe with and so like before when I would like make new I've been painting a lot like ever since I talked to her about my feminine side I bought a bunch of paint from Michaels and the last like few days ever since I got here I've been doing like one painting a day and like the first few paintings that I did I didn't I don't really like what it they came out like so I'm like re and I'm but I'm like telling my there's always like the voice in my head telling me like you can't paint your garbage or a piece of shit that's so ugly you should just stop um and like that's I'm so like scared almost of putting myself out there that anytime anyone ever says has ever said anything that could be construed as like negative feedback I've just stopped like I told my therapist this but like literally like two years ago almost at this point my landlord just said like I think that the paint on your clothes is making um is causing problems when people like wash their clothes in our dryer and I stopped making paintings like I did not paint again until like this week and so it was like two I just stopped doing it for two years because he said one thing to me (laughs) um that's just how it is because I get so afraid and so I would just like post that stuff online and just put it out there on, you know, on, like, Instagram, on TikTok, whatever, whichever way I do it, um, and put it out there, or on Pinterest, or whatever, where literally everyone in the world could possibly see it, and, but then that's, like, this cycle that I keep doing, where I put it out there, and I feel really good about it, but then I start, like, getting really self-conscious, what will people think when they see it, will they like it, do, are they going to think that I'm weird for posting all of this stuff about my paintings, or posting them so often, will they not understand, they probably won't understand that I'm, like, wanting them to feel happy like I do when I look at this stuff, or are they gonna, like, think that I'm weird for, like, feeling so emotional and, like, crying when I'm looking at my own art and other people's art and things like that, um, And so instead I was like, well, my, cause my therapist has been talking about that, about like, you know, you don't have to share it or you can try to like, like she said, turn off comments. But the thing that I thought of was like, well, what if I share it with, with someone that I feel like, that I feel like is like trustworthy, that I feel like has like earned my trust. And so, um, I, in the last like month or so, in the last like couple months especially, I made a friend on TikTok. That's where like all like the recent like online friends of mine that I've made have been. And so this person is someone who back when like the Teal Swan documentary was on and a lot of people were watching it, that's where I saw her videos for the first time because she was talking about all of that. She's like in school getting her psych degree I can't remember if she's getting her bachelor's or master's one of those and um but she was one who a friend of mine shared her video and or like comment or like you know stitched it and was like agreeing with the stuff she was saying so I followed her and we were friends that way and then a couple and then like a month or so ago she um she said that she was wanting to like leave TikTok for a while because she just realized that it was like that social media is kind of like a negative it's like it was becoming like too much and it wasn't fun and so when she left she said like you know follow me and I like commented and said you know I'll really miss seeing your videos I really like your content and she said um and she replied back and she was like hey follow me on Instagram you're one of my like favorite like people to watch on here and I was like oh that was nice. And like, I, I always downplay like my effect on people. Like part of me in my life now is just like noticing the, like the people even just online that like, why that like always like my videos that always leave comments on my videos or like will send me messages or, or like send me video other videos that made them think of me. And it's like me, I like try to note, I like take note of that stuff of being like, no, you see, you do affect people's lives positively. I, I still downplay that stuff. It's hard for me to like sometimes believe that I have a positive effect on people when I feel like so isolated from a lot of the world. Um, and so that was something that made me feel really good. And so I messaged her on Instagram and she gave me her phone number. And so over the last like month ish, 
we've like talked on the phone a bunch of times and she's just like super super duper easy to talk to like the last time we talked on the phone was like last week I think and we talked on the phone for like three hours like I'm not even joking and like the I was working the whole time we were talking and I was still I like did more work that day than I've done in like months (laughs) like I got way more work done even though we were talking the whole time because I think my brain just works better when there's things going on that that something else that I'm like thinking about while I'm also working and and she's just very easy for me to talk to we never run out of things to discuss we're very similar in the way that we are always thinking about like big serious subjects always and wanting to talk about all this stuff she finds like a lot of the videos or the like a lot of the things that I make about trauma stuff really interesting because she's getting her degree in that and so I'm almost like helping her understand how to talk to like clients that she may have one day or how to help people that have the kind of trauma that I have and she's been through shit too like with trauma stuff but not not like some of the like sexual child sexual abuse stuff thank goodness but um yeah and so she's someone that I feel like even though I've only been like good friends with her for a couple months I felt I was like this person has shown that they're a good person they're very easy for me to talk to they accept me they they like they're the ones who reached out and was like yes I want to talk to you more can I have your phone number because I want us to be friends um when it's usually me that's reaching out to people so that was really nice and um And so the yesterday I like sent her some paintings that I made and just um, and was just like talking. I was like making a joke, like because I do think it is funny that I have a Pisces Venus and every every like painting, abstract painting that I've ever made. It always looks like either like water, like the ocean or a lake or something, or it looks like space. And it's just so stereotypical of, of Pisces Venus that I like make art that looks like nature and I just and I like look at nature sometimes and just think about how beautiful it is and it makes me want to cry <laughs> um, it's very very stereotypical for that sort of Venus sign and Venus your Venus sign is like your creativity and things like that um and so I sent that stuff to her and she said it looked like she was like oh my god that looks really nice and so and she asked and so she asked me to see more and so I sent her more and she was like, oh, my God, that shit looks, like, amazing. And she asked, like, do you, like, can I, like, buy one of these somewhere? And so then I, like, sent her, like, the website that I used. But it was nice because she wasn't, like, ask- she was asking because she generally wanted to know um, and was, like, thinking about buying stuff. It wasn't me, like, you know, posting about it or mentioning it or anything. It That was just her natural reaction to it. And I felt, like, really good after that because... And I realized afterwards, I was like, oh, like, this is the kind of stuff that, like, my therapist and a lot of other people have talked about is that um, if I, like, because, like, that need or, like, desire to post, like, the paintings that I made, that I've made the last few days, that I'm, like, that I feel are good, like, that I'm, like, I put two of them up on my wall already, um, like that desire to want to post them like all over Instagram or or Pinterest or make a video of them and post it on TikTok like kind of went away. Like I still like making those things, like especially the TikTok kind of videos because they're just kind of fun and creative to make. But like the like the need that I was feeling before to like I want to share, like I still want to share that stuff because uh, it makes me really happy and and I'm like proud when I look at that stuff and I'm like actually happy with a painting that I've made like it's taken like a bunch of times like I made one today that I'm really happy with and it's the happiest I've been on one that I've made so far but and it took me like four times of like painting of doing it before I was like happy with what I did um so it's taken like a bunch of work and I've been trying to tell myself like ma'am like this is me talking to myself, like, you haven't done any, like, abstract paint pouring kind of painting in over two years, you can't just, like, immediately just start again after not doing it for that long, and immediately just, like, be as good as you used to be when you used to do them, like, almost every day, (laughs) like, it's gonna take some time to remember all of the stuff that you used to do, or even get, like, all the supplies, like, I used to use, like, a, um, 
I used to use like a blow dryer to like push the paint. That was like one of my favorite ways of painting. I don't even have a blow dryer anymore. So I need to go get one um, before I can even try to do that. But yeah, like, so I've been trying to tell myself that stuff. But I realized after I talked to my friend and she said that the stuff looked really nice and said like really nice and reassuring things. And I was honest with her. Like I said, like my, my like feminine, like inner child side always wants to make creative artistic things like this, but I just get scared to make it like, because I've told her about how I'm doing internal family systems parts work. I was explaining to her what parts work is. And she really thought it was interesting because she hasn't learned about trauma stuff like that yet. And so she was really like, she wanted to know how it worked and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so when I was, I could like talk about that stuff to her easier for me because I already talked to her about that before. And so, um, when I did that, um, it was a lot easier than for me to just say, to admit that this was like hard for me to make. And she's like, no, listen to that part because this is like really, really good. And so I just realized that after I had this conversation with her, I didn't feel the need to like share it with the public necessarily in the same way, because somebody that I know and that I trust that is a friend of mine that whose opinion I respect already kind of like validated that for me and so I don't need to like almost go out and like search for more and so I still want to share it like I still want to like show it off or like I still want people to see it because it makes me feel really happy and I want people to feel just as happy as I do but it definitely made like that kind of process much easier for me and I realized like oh this is why people say this this is why people say to like protect like you know, to protect like the most like kind of vulnerable, innocent, like fragile, whatever parts of you and to like pick and choose who you share things with or like what you talk about. Um, because like if you pick the right person, then they won't make you feel like you're a burden or they'll like validate you in ways that you don't understand that will like be helpful for you in the in the long run. Like I've known that up before you know, about things, but it's just like never, it just didn't sink in really. Um, and about this, about art stuff. Like I've done that with like boundaries with other things in life, but it just made me realize like, all right, it never even occurred to me that I could like pick and choose who I, if I picked who I shared this with, if I picked someone that I felt like I was safe with, then it would, I would get like that. It would help like me feel like I should continue doing this and help like validate like the positive things I'm thinking instead of the part of me that tells me that I should stop because it's afraid of putting myself out there. Um, cause there is something incredibly vulnerable and like exposing about making creative things and sharing it with the world. Like you just are always exposing like a super like vulnerable part of yourself, no matter what kind of art you're making. And so that was always the thing that was hard and so I'm like, oh, right, like, this makes sense. Like, this is why people are always saying that, like, and it kind of shows that like me at like age 37 is now fully figuring this out that like, oh, if I like pick which people in my life that I feel like are good friends of mine based on like, based on now the fact that I know who I am and I know what I like and I know and I kind of and I trust like my own instincts more with the people around me and if I trust them or not, um, that now I can figure those people out much easier. And now I can share things with those people and not have to and feel and then can share them with like the rest of, you know, social media and like share them with strangers one day already knowing that people that I know and trust in my life whose opinions I trust a lot more than random strangers have already given me a lot of positive feedback and made me feel like this is a good thing for me to do, which means that then when strangers give me feedback, if they don't like it or they say something mean or whatever, or whatever, then I won't care as much about what they say because I already have had like, have had people who actually know me in my life, give me that confidence. Like it may sound like it, that's an obvious thing that people would figure out, but that, that it took, it literally took me all this time in my life for me to 
trust my instincts enough to figure out the people in my life that I feel like I'm safe around to share them with and then believe what they're telling me and not like immediately just like downplay what they're saying like oh they're just saying this to be nice like no I don't like I don't think these people would because they don't have they don't need to say as many things as they do and so now it's almost like this test that I'm running of like I'm going to show this person this painting and see what they think and if they like it and they say nice things about it then I know that they're someone that I can trust with like the more vulnerable parts of me and I can we can get closer as friends and if they don't then I know that maybe we're not as close as I thought and we can still be friends but I won't like you know share everything with them but yeah that was just like very nice and I know that that's like the thing that will lead to me making continuing to do this because I've really liked this like I really like um being able to like do a painting a day and like even though I did the one today literally four times before I was happy with it <laughs> it's just fun to be able to like get up and look at it I look at it when I'm like at work see what it looks like as soon as it's like dry the next morning I put it up on my wall and I then stare at it and it looks really cool and take a bunch of pictures of it and look at the pictures on my phone and feel happy about it and know that eventually I'll just do like a drop of a bunch of photos on my Instagram of the art that I've been making and if I plan out it enough eventually I could like do a video um where I like take a video of me making one um I already ordered like more paint and stuff like that from Michaels which by the way is having a big Black Friday sale um, so yeah, it just feels like being creative like that makes me feel really good and it doesn't take that much effort. Like, um, one reason why I like paint pouring stuff is that it only takes like five minutes really of planning for a lot of the ways, things that you, the different techniques that you do. So that's part of why I liked it before when I was going through a big depression time and I started doing that stuff because I could just get up and do it and, and then after like five, 10 minutes be done and just wait for it to dry. And then it would, I would have something that looked really pretty and it would be, there aren't like all the steps with other sorts of art. Um, so yeah, it's, what I'm trying to say here is that I can literally see the ways that I'm like making progress or like understanding myself better. Like one thing, the, another thing I wanted to add on about um, therapy this week is that my therapist previously talked about taking the side of me that I call I forget what it's called but it's the the believer that's what I call it and it's the part of me that like wants to believe everything my mom said that she wasn't lying and so that's like the part of me that is always arguing against me now and like the reason I, I like second guess a lot of things that I think about people or just things in general because it it feels like if it if it finally stops fighting that and like accepts the fact that some that my mom manipulated like us that whole time and um and like was lying that it doesn't want to completely give up on the idea that they weren't that they were wrong about all of that because they feel like that side of me feels like then all it did was hurt me and and like it doesn't, and it's like, what is the point of me being here if all I did was cause you a lot of pain? And so my therapist was like, yeah, but that side of you isn't just that. It's also the part of you that like sees the good in people and, and all that. And that's true. Like I like am one that like people almost get mad at me sometimes about how I, th how I talk about like my parents, that they are still people that deserve like love and support and it makes me really sad that they never got it and so that is true that I have that side of me and so my therapist like last week was like we could take that's that like your like believer side of you that like sees the good in everyone and wanted everything to be true and like combine it with like the advocate kind of side of me and make you like a better like advocate and I and I was like okay and I didn't really know what she meant um by like how I could be like a better advocate necessarily. But then it like hit me um, right after I got out of therapy. I like cried for most of therapy. Like if anything, like 
doing parts work makes you more in touch with like the super vulnerable parts of yourself so you're gonna cry but like crying to me is almost like a coping mechanism it's like a good thing for me because I spent most of my life not being able to cry um so it's not necessarily a bad thing but it did mean that I was like talking about things that were that are hard for me to talk about um and so right after I got out of therapy after that happens I like it's always so disorienting getting out of therapy and then having to go back to work. Um, and so that took a little bit to like transition back. And I was like, and I, anyway, what I'm trying to say is I got on TikTok and somebody left a comment for me on a video I made where I was talking about how, um, I, it was just a, a not like a video where I said, uh, for people to use that if you can't make a video with uh, like talking about your trauma without, like trauma dumping, like talking about explicit details of trauma that are just going to trigger the people that are seeing your videos, then there's no point in you showing if then maybe you shouldn't make the video and you shouldn't talk about it. If, if you can't figure out a way to talk about it without possibly harming the people that have also been through the same experience as you, then like, what's really the point? And somebody left a comment doing like the bullshit people always say is like it's not the internet isn't here to protect you blah 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 that sort of thing and I was just like oh my god why do people always say that like yes it is it isn't but also you can be a considerate human being <laughs> when you're on the internet um and so I made a video response to that person and it was more like being more harsh and being like saying like yeah but like yeah you could say that but also this this and this and like I have no problem now like you know standing up for myself and putting people in their place because sometimes they do need to be put in their place um but after I like posted the video and I was watching it I watched I always watch videos that I post on TikTok a few times you know those that time before like anyone else sees it to like I always watch my videos a bunch of times because I'm always afraid that I sound stupid or something um and so when I was watching it, I was realizing, though, this time that I was talking that like almost like harshly to that person for thinking that because I used to I used to be like that. And so I was realizing that when my therapist was talking about me taking like the believer side of me that believes in the good in people and adding it to my advocate side to make me a better advocate, she meant it as a way of like, you can still talk to people and have them understand what you're trying to say or like need sometimes their eyes to be open about something that they're missing but to be do it in a way that like isn't as harsh and I was like and I was realizing when I was watching that video that like literally right after therapy I was realizing that I am so harsh when I see comments like that that remind because they remind me of things that I used to do and so I'm being like mean to myself. I'm like being very hard on them because, and the, and I know that like the reason why there are certain things that I talk about a lot when it comes to trauma things is because I made a lot of mistakes in the past and I don't want other people to make the same things, do the same things that I did. Like I definitely dumped too much trauma on the friends that I had. I think that's a big part of why the the online friends that I had back in 2018 and 2019 that we aren't really close anymore because and I don't really blame them for that because they never knew what the fuck I was ever going to do or like what was going to come out of my mouth and like even after I after a couple months of that I realized what I was doing and I stopped doing it but still like every time they talked to me there was just like a new trauma memory a new thing that I remembered that was always just something awful and so um and so I don't want people to do that. But like, because I look at myself in such like a bad way, like you're such an idiot, you're garbage, you hurt people, you do all these horrible things. And I talk so meanly to myself and I'm so hard on myself when people are like m leaving comments that aren't necessarily mean per se, but they're things that remind me of like the things I used to do or the things I used to think in the past. I just like unleash on them and it's basically me yelling at myself and I didn't like realize that until after therapy this week of like oh and so I like deleted the video that I made and redid it and said it in a much different way a couple hours later and a much more calm and like way and made it clear like there's nothing wrong if you like have shared stuff like this before 
but I just want to say this to try to stop people from going through the same stuff that I did. Um, and it was much more like calm and like not as harsh. And I still made the same points and, um, and still like, and I still got my point across and I was like, Oh, like that's what that is. And yeah. So anyway, what I'm trying to say basically is in, uh, parts work or internal family systems is so, it's been so effective for me so far. I can see like very actionable things that I'm realizing that are changing my behaviors in a very positive way. Like a month ago, I never could have thought that I could be like planning out buying things to like cook for myself again. Even though I want to, it just seemed like something that was impossible for me to ever believe. Or like even like last week, like um, before I bought like the paint stuff from Michael's, I before I had therapy last week and talked about all of that, I thought that I would I would look at I remember I looked at the Michaels website last week and that was the first time I went there in like almost two years. And I didn't and I would think about like that's come up in my like I I've missed painting so much the last like two years that like every few days it would like come up in my mind. But I always just be like, no, I can't do that. It's not possible. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then I do like one parts work session with my therapist and all of a sudden I'm like figuring out what supplies I need to make sure that I don't mess up anything in my apartment and and painting again and it's like okay I never would have thought I never ever ever would have thought I would have started doing that again and doing it so quickly like already doing it (laughs) yeah anyway I'll stop rambling about this for now I'll probably be back to talk about Thanksgiving shenanigans and stuff after the holiday's over.